Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. President's Day. And our president's on the road. Yeah, well, he went to go check on his investments in Ukraine. Hmm. Uh, Go along nicely, I hope. (laughs) I hope so. You know, yeah. So he actually showed up in Kiev today, uh, met with President Volodymyr Zelensky. Uh, well, they had a big train derailment there, and it was really concerned for the citizens. <laughs> yeah. He's trying to close their border. I don't know why. Huh, that's weird. Weird. Not very here. Right, yeah. Yeah. Maybe train. those Russian troops should just start claiming, you know, hey, we, we, we need asylum. That's right. Right. That'll work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Joe Biden shows up, obviously a little bit jet lagged. I mean, the guy looks like he's about to fall asleep while he's talking. Yes, he does. Roll it. This could be back in Kiev. I was telling you that president, one of my newer staff members on the flight from Washington in Poland uh, asked me how many times I've been in Kiev. And I had to stop and think it's my eighth trip. And much has changed. Much of it bad with the invasion. But also, many people have stepped up in a way that... Uh, people ever have in their defense. Okay, hold on a second. Is yeah. mentioning that you've been there eight times, is that a like, street cred thing? No, I did, this really did have the vibe of a uh, deadbeat great-grandson just humoring great-granddad who had a pile of cash. Right. This is, this is Zelensky putting in FaceTime with the old man before he kicks the bucket. Yeah. That does sound about right. And... Uh, have uh, apparently uh, also embraced the notion of democracy. No longer a discussion about whether or not uh, certain okay. people have control. we got to cut the clip or Robbins is going to fall Get on with it. What is going on? What do you, you just drift away with this guy. <laughs> I think he's off script there. Gosh, man. Oh, buddy. He's got a life to lead, Cha Cha. Let's get going. <laughs> Zelensky's over there checking his phone every now and then. Yeah, okay, come watch. on. Come on. <laughs> yeah, appreciate it. Thanks for coming. Yeah. All right, very symbolic. All right, next. More on that a little bit later. Um, so, what are you telling me, David, on a completely different story yeah. that has caused the crisis at the border? Uh, Biden is just too good at being president. What? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Department of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas says the reason no. we've got this historic border crisis is because Joe Biden just too darn good at it. No, he said it was going to be open. That the whole world knew no. it. No, so man. So as soon as he took office, people knew, well, it's wide open at the border. It's not because he's good at being president and he was good. Then we would have a system in place and millions couldn't just pour through. And we wouldn't have the crisis. What are we talking about? A a couple points. What was the volume of encounters in 2019 uh, during the Trump administration? It wasn't 400,000. It wasn't 800,000. It wasn't a million. It was many more. What was it in 2020? What? 
No, the official stats are about 800,000, which was a peak for the Trump years, um, and then it went down. How many people got through compared to after? Right. That's what people want to know more than anything else. Uh, That impacted uh, the flow of migrants. What what caused the pent-up demand to leave a country uh, that is suffering extreme poverty, extreme violence, authoritarian regime? What was the repressive factor in 2020? We were going to give away free stuff. That's it. Pandemic. What? Right now, the United States has millions of jobs opening due to the economic success no. of this administration. Oh my God. We have progressed paying people in conquering the pandemic. Not to work. So you have companies that need people to work because the government's paying other people not to work. This guy, every time, I sound like Robbins right now. You just trigger me with this Mayorkas fool. Uh, Mayorkas gets you every time. Yeah. The guy should be in prison. He really should. I'm not even joking. I mean, impeachment's not enough. And at the very least, can somebody buy the dog collar? You can get one 30 bucks at PetSmart. Every time he lies, trigger it. Zap him. Please. It's like they're casting a situation comedy. Yeah. Like the, like the, uh, the old man that runs the family is completely out of his mind. He's got all the nieces and nephews and things running cover for him. <laughs> Trying to hold it together. Golly, man, that is so frustrating. Yeah. And and this isn't going to stop until these people are out of power. It's just going to keep rolling on. Golly, more on that later. Okay, we have a bet going on. Is Don Lemon going to be fired by Friday? Because of what he said the other day about Nikki Haley, if you remember that. Mm-hmm. What's the latest, David? Well, he was off this morning. And there were some reports over the weekend. I think the Daily Beast and a few others had reports out that there were questions about what Don Lemon's future would be after he Hmm. went on that sexist rant about Nikki Haley saying, oh, well, 51-year-old woman, that's not in her prime. Right. And you know what? It's like, dude, you know, the the executives at CNN are like, hey, man, 51, if we could get our average audience age to 51, we'd be able to print money. (laughs) Just (laughs) stop doing that when the average age of your viewer is a is a 73 year old woman like you can't piss them off like that no nikki haley isn't in her prime sorry when a woman is considered to be in her prime in her 20s and 30s and oh so scott you said this was it they were going to use this as the excuse to fire this guy i think it's all they got the only thing they can do what else can you do he has said on the air before that he is black and gay He'd said it. Yeah. Almost like, dare you, double dog dare you to try to fire me. How are you going to do that? That's why I bet on he won't be See, fired. See, that's why I think when you when you attack a woke thing like he did, like condemning women of, of a certain age yes. as being out of their prime, yeah. I think that you piss off the woke, and therefore it gives you an opportunity to launch this guy, even though he's the most woke person on your staff. See, I tend to think of it as, okay, the woke, a lot of times woke means a little bit younger. They don't care what he's saying well, about that. Well, they're pissed off, though. Some we're, are. Yeah, women's groups are pissed off. But yeah, he went along with the apology. Sort of. Uh, kind of. Yeah. But he, he wished he would have said it. He got his words mixed up, messed up, and he's sorry. Okay? 
So it's tougher to fire him. But that's why we got him. That's what I'm saying. Tough one to get over. Yeah. So we'll see. We have till Friday. So the word is now it's just it's President's Day. He took the day off. Yeah. Nothing more than that. Yeah. And he's going to be back tomorrow. One thing this guy does is he honors American history with presidents. I'll tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) And we have an update on a story that we've talked about a few times. And it's this crazy story out of Canada. If you remember, and maybe you've seen this different coverage, the teacher with the grossly huge prosthetic breasts. Yeah, like comically large, not trying to be any semblance of a real woman. Biden, like Z's, right? Did Biden shoot him down this weekend? <laughs> right. I mean, these things, they're beach ball size. Okay? It's like he's got it's two crazy. beach balls yes. with traffic cone nipples on, mm-hmm. and he, he likes to wear that in front of children, in front of high school kids. He's a teacher in Canada, goes by Kayla Lemieux. By the way, there have been a lot of threats, not to his safety, but to any kids or parents who take video or photos of anything he does. By the way, it's insane. Yeah. yeah. So, dress code for the kids, but not the teachers. Yeah. Yeah. With the it's the weird again traffic cone size nipples poking through. That's like it, that's that's the weird Jerry on top of this crap Sunday. All right. Well, isn't there? And listen, man, there's so many different sort of freaky turn-ons for people. Yeah. Somehow, isn't the thought this is what turns this. Sicko on. Well, and that's where we come to the update that broke over the weekend from the New York Post that, uh, well, a neighbor says, you know, I never see that guy wearing those knockers around town. <laughs> you know, he... he Okay, so he only wears it to school? Pretty much, yeah. He likes performing a sexual fetish in front of, in front of high school kids. Doesn't he teach shop? Yeah. All the kids got goggles on. That's, it. <laughs> That's true. You can put your eye out with one of those. Right, yes. Well, the one picture of this guy with these big prosthetics, it's the, the prosthetic is right next to the saw. Yeah. Like, how could you even reach the saw around those, <laughs> those things? Whatever that is, yeah. I had to self-edit there. There you did. See, nice, that's nice professional. Job. Good work. <laughs> the other thing, and tell me, because you read the rest of this story, I happened to see the headline and then the photo. The photo of this person... Is this, he doesn't wear the wig either because no. he's got this long wig that he wears. Like, I don't know if it's a white hair, blonde hair, whatever, but it's just a brown haired dude that's walking. And that's what that guy goes out in public most of the time. But when he goes to teach, he's got the Z cup prosthetics. Yeah. Well, but I'm, you can't get fired for that. No, you can't get fired for that. Where are we, man? I know that's Canada, but still, it does. It seems like you follow the news cycle, and you are convinced that the world has lost its freaking mind. And, I mean, you keep thinking, well, this is going to start to turn around. (laughs) And we've been saying that for five or six years now. Mm -hmm. But somehow, some way, it gets more insane, you know, every year. And here we are. Okay. Am I the only one freaking out right now, or are you just watching me freak out? No, no, no. It's worthy of freaking out, yes. Okay, five years ago, could you envision someone dressing like that as a school teacher? Well, of course not. No. I mean, dude. The whole world gone crazy! Yes, it has! <laughs> Trying to bring back some sanity. That's, that's the whole It's really job remarkable in this country. It's unbelievable how many more kids are homeschooled now. I wonder why. <laughs> it's something else we got to get to. This is going to be a fun week, I think. Tucker Carlson now has a bunch of of tapes from January 6th. Uh Uh-oh. We'll get to that and much more coming up right here. 
The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay. I can't wait for this. Tucker Carlson has the January 6th tapes. Yeah. How'd this happen, David? Uh, well, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, uh, uh, well, it was weird because a couple days ago, people started asking him, hey, what about all these January 6th uh, uh, tapes, the 41,000 hours of unseen uh, surveillance video, which has been suspiciously locked away from the public all this time, which might paint a different picture of what happened there. Because we always get the same video images from the front steps of the Capitol where you had a lot of people there, obviously, getting out of line. Mm-hmm. But then you see other video from inside where it's kind of people just sort of hanging around. You got video of police officers opening the door for them. We like, noticed that the day it was yeah, happening. Yeah, it was it was very confusing. Um, and so Kevin McCarthy now has released... Uh, all of this to Tucker Carlson on Fox News. Oh, daddy. Who apparently in the coming weeks will be releasing portions of it. And Kevin McCarthy had actually talked about this a little bit uh, a couple of weeks ago where he said um, he wanted to emulate what the Twitter files did. Um, that would be how to do it. And so... Yeah! <laughs> well, there's the Chewbacca guy with the Viking horns right there. Which is one of the stars of January 6th, as far as the left's concerned. That guy, he was the menace to society. Mm -hmm. He was almost president, because it was an all-out attempted coup, if you remember. This was an (laughs) all-out attempted coup. I'm not laughing at the whole January 6th thing. A lot of people deserve to be punished. But it was this odd thing, like you said, David, when you had cops holding the door open for a lot of people that go in, take selfies, hey, whatever, then leave, and then all of a sudden find themselves in solitary. What? Could have been Chewbacca strolling down the streets of Kiev. It could have been. <laughs> yeah. You don't know? Uh, but the other thing, man, was that one scene, and I know we played it before, but it was the, the two cops that were talking to the QAnon shaman is what that guy went by, and they were talking about not disrespecting the place, you know, as they were taking pictures in there. And the one guy was bleeding. So, yeah, I'm bleeding or whatever. But, you know, as the cop, what did he say? Can I get you guys to go here soon? Yeah, no problem. You know, and we ain't going to disrespect the place. It's just odd. It's like that was the all-out attempted coup. It's weird. I'm making sure you guys don't do anything oh, yeah. else. Now that you've done that, can I get you guys to walk out of this room, please? Yeah. Yeah, no problem. All-out coup, that's what that was. <laughs> we will not leave until we're in power. I you guys can walk out of this room, please. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I ain't one of them fancy master's degree-holding coup experts, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not how coups operate <laughs> in general. <laughs> I would say that's probably true, yes. Any chance I could get you guys yeah. to leave the Senate wing? <laughs> yep, no problem. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> hey man, glad to see you guys. You guys, are Patriots. Look at this guy. He's got covered in blood. You guys, are Patriots, man. <laughs> Look at that guy covered in blood. Wow. Sound like Spicoli for a second. <laughs> he does sound pretty stoned. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I totally hear you that. Guys, Patriots. Look at this guy. He's got covered in blood. God bless you. Yes. Yeah. You good, sir? Do you need medical attention? I'm good. Thank you. All right. <laughs> I love that. I'm good. Thank you. Got blood. Hey, I'm bleeding from the head. He's like, I'm good. All right. 
Just we, so you know, that wasn't the cop. That was the other yeah. well Uh-oh. guy part of the coup. Yeah. Yes. I got shot in the face. I got shot in the face by I'll something. I'll be good, though. I'm all right. I'm all right. <laughs> it ain't no thing, man. Just a flesh wound. <laughs> That's why I'm so looking forward to seeing what else comes out of that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you happen to see this story. Um, <laughs> a four-foot alligator was pulled out of a lake in the Bronx. Oh, gosh. Did anybody see that from the New Holy York Post today? Smokes. No. So what? Yes. Somebody had it as a pet, then it got too big for their tiny little apartment, and then they put it in a pond somewhere. That's what the thought is. Yeah. That they had this gator as a pet, probably. And they're like, well, we can't we gotta do something with it. Well, we can't kill it. Well, we'll just release it into the wild. <laughs> into a lake in the Bronx where yeah. a bunch of kids hang out near a park. Mm. Well, they said the gator was sort of in shock, it was moving rather lethargically. Because they're not used to that cold temperature. Well, yeah. That's part of it. But then I started thinking, oh, my goodness gracious. What happens when it's June or July if you have a bunch of these people? They're just going to release gators out there while the kids are playing? Like New York doesn't have enough struggle right now? Holy smokes. Well, there needs to be gator equity. We need to do what well, we yeah. can. Well, you know what's going to happen. The, the mayor of New York City is going to put them up in nice hotels. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and then big he's going to get mad when they don't go back to the south. In the big indoor pools that are yeah. at the hotels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they talked to a few people. There was a dude who gave uh, his name as Moses. Don't quote me anything other than Moses. said, if I saw that gator, I would have kicked it back in the water. You never expect to see something like that here. But, man, I feel bad for it. It shouldn't be in a lake. Animals are like people, you know? Yeah. No, I don't know. (laughs) What do you mean by that? And then, uh, what was it, VJ Jacob told the Post, what, an alligator? Oh, my goodness. That's terrifying. This is where kids hang out at this park. (laughs) Yeah, totally understand that. All right, there's a lot to get to. Um, Oh, a Democrat from Ohio was asked, hey, would you drink the water here right now? Yeah. Yeah, we'll get to that answer and much more coming up right here. Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Gen Xer, the Millennial, David Van Camp, and the Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. Well, it took a little while. It looks like national media is now paying attention to what happened in Ohio. Toxic train derailment. FEMA officials now on the ground as distrust grows, with many residents experiencing eye infections, sore throats, and headaches. Who's to blame? <laughs> well, a lot of people say it's. Well, it's high time the FEMA got there. Well, yes, but as far as who's to blame, they would say, well, it's the rail company. That's who they're blaming, yes. Yes. It would have been nice, though, to get some help from the feds. That would be nice. Yeah. How about a little help with some testing? Can we know for sure this water is okay? Is the air okay? It's fine. Shut up. Well, you've had different people around, like Senator J.D. Vance, uh, local news, you know, bottling up the water looking at it, saying, okay, officials, you want to drink this? <laughs> and that was the question over the weekend. 
to Senator Sherrod Brown on CNN's State of the Union. And I'll just read you what the senator had to say oh, when boy, the had to be good. question okay. from Pamela Brown, the host, said, uh, the officials who are saying it's safe, uh, some are saying they should drink the water to show the residents that they would drink it. You know, would they? So I'll just read you what the senator said. Okay, the good Senator Brown. All right. Well, I think they are. I mean, I talked to the mayor. The mayor said definitely, emphatically, that people can drink the water. I don't know. I don't think the mayor has small kids. He looks a little older to me. I didn't ask him about bathing his kids, but he has said he would drink this water. Boy, we went from adamant to not so sure in a hurry. Well, I don't know. Maybe. You want to take a sip there, Senator? That's what I want to see. Just everybody that has said it's safe to drink all get up on the panel. And then they say, okay, take a drink. And then say, no, not this water. And then go right to the tap. Have the camera follow right out of the tap. There you go. Now drink this water so that we all know it came right from the tap. Let's see how many takers we have. Because all of a sudden, you probably saw the story. Well, downstream... You're Cincinnati. Uh, yeah, we're not going to be drinking this water. Yeah, a couple nah. hundred miles south, and suddenly it's not good. But I guess that's how toxins work, right? They don't wash out as it comes. To, I don't know, man. It is weird. Oh, yeah, what? It's clean here now. Yeah. yeah. But downstream, that's where you got to be very careful. Yeah. No. What a debacle like this the way whole they thing turned is. that thing around, too. It was like after eight hours, they're like, everything's fine. Air's good. Water's good. Yeah, honestly. I mean, they weren't there hardly any time at all. And then J.D. Vance brings the stick down to the stream and stirs it. It's got that murky oil slick look on top of it. Yeah, I mean, this is one of those cases, David. You've talked about this several times as far as national news. Mm-hmm. It's very slanted. Sometimes the local news, that can also be slanted. It just depends. Yeah. But they're reporting on what's happening locally. Yeah. And then sometimes it can get picked up. But it was conservative media that had a look at this saying, wait a second, what's going on there? Yeah. And then made a big deal about it, and then legacy media sort of started following the story, and here we are. Very interesting, man. Golly. That's a great deal, though. Here, have a big sip. Have a big gulp, Senator. Yeah, you said it's safe. I mean, you still have people that are taking showers saying you get out, and you see the rashes on people Mm. just from bathing in it. Good night, man. That's terrible. But again, it I think there's really something to this. This isn't a big city, and there are not a whole lot of Democratic voters there. And so initially, well, let's just sort of blow this off for a while. Well, and there's a lot of people there that just have high school or equivalently de- degrees. They don't know. Unbelievable. Keeping an eye on that. All right, we're always looking at a lot of stories going on out there. This is the time of the show where we go around... Not the biggest story out there, David, but it caught your attention. What's your story today? This is crazy. We go to the city of Denver. Okay. Uh, there's a guy running for re-election to the city council. Uh, his name is Chris Hines. Uh, shows up at a debate the other day. And I should tell you this. Chris Hines is in a wheelchair. He's been in a wheelchair since he was in his mid-30s. Was in a crash, and he's paralyzed from the waist down or from the chest down, I believe. Okay. Well, he shows up to the debate. And there's no wheelchair ramp on the stage. So the people who organized the debate thought, well, we'll just lift you and your wheelchair up there. Well, that's 600 pounds 
between him and the chair. The chair is an electric wheelchair. It weighs about 400 pounds. He weighs about 200. So then there's video. They give him the idea to have him crawl up onto the stage. No. And then they'll pick him up and plop him down on a regular chair, and then they'll scoot him over to that thing. So there's video of this guy getting lifted up onto the stage, and he's trying to, like, scoot over to where the regular chair is. Holy cow. And then finally, oh my gosh. finally someone says, oh, yeah, I have a brain. We'll just have the debate at floor level so we don't have to go through this whole thing. Oh, my goodness. So he's saying, well, this isn't obviously this is an ADA compliant on this stage no, right? in the theater that was hosting it said, well, we are ADA compliant for people who want to attend, but there is no wheelchair ramp to the stage itself. They're like, well, you should probably fix that then, huh? You gonna, that, that's, that's what uh, you might call a production problem. Was this their plan all along? To, I, I just like, think here's no what we're going to do. He's going to get there, and then we're going to pick him up and plop him on the side of the stage. No, I think I think they just didn't think it through. And the guy Good shows up, God. and they're like, oh, my gosh, he's in a wheelchair. What do we do? We're going to lift up the whole thing. Well, no, gosh, actually, you can't. Dang. Who is in charge? I know. <laughs> Who's running this outfit? Okay. My orcas? No. <laughs> <laughs> the platform was secure at the time. We just needed him to crawl just a little bit. Good night. It's seriously, somebody's got to get fired for that. Yeah, you would think. I would think. I mean, the lack of communication. Hey, this dude's in a wheelchair. How are yeah. we going to get him up there? There's yeah. no ramp. Well, mm-hmm. and I mean, obviously, you got to have a ramp. You know, someone was thinking, well, how are you going? You know, why didn't he leave or something like that? Well, the, the problem is, is under the rules, uh, if he does not participate in this debate, he has to forfeit some of the uh, campaign money. So he's like, well, because some of it, I guess, is subsidized by taxpayers. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Looking forward to the update on that one. Yep. All right, Scott, what's your story? Uh, New Hampshire school has reversed their policy banning middle and high school students from using urinals. After dozens protested the measure, which had been a compromise, they said, to a proposal that would have blocked students from using facilities based on their gender identity. So Milford Middle School and Milford High School, they say they can still access the bathroom that corresponds to their gender identity. That has been asserted at the school and by the school. But they will no longer be, they will also have the pleasure of using urinals that were to be taken out. So you can identify still as a boy and go in the girls' restroom. And the girls could go in the boys' restroom should that happen, which it very rarely does. But you, the urinals will stay in place. That's the good news. Why in the hell are we debating this? Why is this open for discussion and debate? Why is it? Why is that? Because there's a lot of bad people out there. I don't understand of, any of this. And a lot of people who just want to go along with the crowd because they don't want to make waves. You just can't do that. You can't do that. A boy that thinks he's a girl should never be allowed somewhere where privacy is a concern. This has to be... What is wrong with you people? Too many people that knew better did not want to rock the boat. See, we met you you halfway. We let you keep the urinals. What? I guess what some people are just trying to be, like, loving. 
I don't know, How is man. that loving? It, I don't know. I'm trying to give people the benefit of the doubt, but it's so misguided. If you've got daughters, if you've got granddaughters, if you have a, a, a young females in your life, maybe they're friends of yours, maybe they're a niece. For God's sakes, man. <laughs> Does anybody go, yeah, that's okay to have Mr. Tallywhacker right there? <laughs> no. With your daughter? No. Of Heck course no. not. No. I don't even know what we're arguing about anymore. Well, they can still, whatever their gender identity is, they can still use that bathroom. And we'll reinstate the urinals. We met you halfway. Dude, there are, and you call it whatever you want. I don't know what term you prefer, say, David, to use. Is it just modern Marxism? Whatever it is, it's part of the whole woke ideology. But it's infiltrated everything. Mm -hmm. And academia and education is certainly one place and so you have all these people God. that are supporting this crap and of course that's why it's people are taking like, their kids that's out of school. still okay yeah my story today God. comes from well something that nikki haley said last week when she said she was running for president we need cognitive tests for anybody 75 and older that's right you agreed with it scott of course i did a lot of people have agreed with it yeah you know someone does not agree with it Bernie Sanders. Well, no, because he's 112. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, which Sunday show was he on? CBS News Sunday? Talking, and uh, he explained why. Former Ambassador Nikki Haley is running for president, as you know, and she said there should be a mandatory mental competency test for politicians older than 75. You're 81. Do you take offense at that? What does she mean? Do I don't think- understand what you... <laughs> He tried to make a little joke there. Right. Oh, oh what, what do you mean? Comprehend. <laughs> okay, got it. All right. Yeah, you know, no, I think that's absurd. You know, there's a level. Absurd. Yeah. It, you know, we, we are fighting racism. We're fighting sexism. We're fighting homophobia. I think we should also be fighting ageism. Trust people. Look at people. And say, so, you know, this oh, person's stop. confident. Stop this- it for a second. Yes, David. Well, this is the more bizarre thing to me, too. And you know I'm no Bernie Sanders supporter at all. I think he's a fraud, and I I think he's one of the worst things to ever happen to politics in the history of this country, um, at least modern politics. And uh, But the thing is, I I would never question whether or not he's senile. I, I think he seems more with it than some people who are even younger than he is. I mean, he's he seems more with it than Joe Biden, certainly. Oh, gotcha. Oh, yeah. 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 But as far as wanting to test, I mean, there's a lot of things you get older, you got to test for. Yeah. You know, it doesn't bother me. And so, you know, this person's competent, this person's not competent. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of 40-year-olds out there who ain't particularly competent. (laughs) (laughs) Older people. You know, you look at the individual. I don't think you make a blanket statement. Okay. So when it comes to the current president or the former president and their age range, it doesn't concern you. Look at what they do, what they believe in. Mm Mm-hmm. What are they fighting for? What does Donald Trump stand for? Do you believe in that? Well, I certainly don't. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wouldn't that become about Donald Trump? Well, yes. Well, that's one thing. They're always going to pivot that way. But let's say that you have a president that has the mental capacity of Biden, right, but believes what you believe. I don't care. He still has to take a test. The guy doesn't know where he is half the time. You need someone with it to be running things. It's the president of the United States, for crying out loud. Senile? No, that's not acceptable. What does Joe Biden stand for? What is he doing? How's he accomplished? Look at, look at him in that way, not on age. 
It's, I, I, okay. It's really not about age. No, it isn't. It's about the fact that he's obviously senile. But what he is saying is well, it's about what you believe in. No, it's not. Yeah, well, remember, he and John Fetterman are actually very closely politically aligned. That is true. You well, also I mean, have to have a clear understanding of what it is you do believe in. Because <laughs> if that's muddled... Well, with Joe, it always changes. Well, yeah, I know, but I mean... I mean, what principles has that guy stood on for 20 years? Just have a, a big game of Trivial Pursuit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you want to do that. You sucked at that game. It depends on the categories. If I get, if I get to pick the categories, I like to stay in my wheelhouse, man. <sighs> okay, much more to get to. Um, San Francisco is reconsidering a boycott of red states. You don't say. Get to that much more coming up. Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Happy President's Day to you. True international depression. Heck yes. Update from San Francisco. Yeah, so back in 16, San Francisco, uh, 2016 that is, uh, San Francisco voted to ban city-funded travel and contracting with states that have laws that they think restrict LGBTQ, LMNOP, Alpha, Omega, 2S, whatever, rights, abortion, and voting. Well, Very inclusive. Yes. At first, it only banned money being spent in eight states. Well, now it's 30 because they think that everything is a threat to gay abortion and voting rights. Got to see an ID? Nope. Nope. Sorry. We're not doing any business with you anymore. Well, now the San Francisco Board <laughs> well. of Supervisors is looking at repealing parts of or all of that law. There's a report that was commissioned that said, you know, the <laughs> turns out the city's threat of a boycott may not serve as a compelling deterrent to states considering restrictive policies. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but uh but you know what this is actually doing? It's costing us an arm and a leg looking for alternative sources, especially because local contractors or local businesses have either been closed because of pandemic restrictions or have moved to these states we don't do business with anymore. That's right, yes. So, yes. So yes. Because they were tired of the criminal activity yeah. in yes. San Francisco. And the so, high tax rate. So yes. they're like, huh, okay, I guess we, we at least have to get rid of the contracting part because well, it turns out that uh, contracting costs have risen by about 20%. Huh. Could grow even higher if more states get added to that list. Do they ever mention what LGBTQ plus rights we're talking about? No. Of course not. Because if people actually saw what they were talking about, they would say, hey, well, they can do that in that state. It's, it's not anything that's wrong with what, protecting children, I, as an example? I, but I, I will just say this. I am literally shaking that the most progressive city in America is looking at financing, restricting people from voting. <laughs> it's gonna be all right man it's gonna I was be okay thinking about this too over the weekend you hear about all these cars that are being stolen in all the big major cities yes i'm wondering what the premium is for car insurance in these places what people are actually paying for car insurance yeah and then depending the on what car of vehicles like that yes yes because some are easier you know, it'd be reason enough to move the hell out. Yes. I yeah. mean, uh, imagine if. <laughs> okay, that was uh, out of that context. That old crank, crankcase can't be fixed. 
Because it's President's Day. Yeah, you guys, when he actually said that, sounded like it was a car that couldn't quite start when Biden was having a hard time. I mean, imagine if... He was trying to steal it. Yeah, you're like pumping the gas and dumping the clutch, and yeah. Yeah. President's Day. I don't think we have time for all of the classics. Brooklyn's governor and money BP pre-K. The pre-K. Oh goodness! Well, you saw her. Yeah. yeah, you know. I can't remember her name, but you saw her. Who cares? This is the Markley and Whoever show. You know the thing. <laughs> Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends, yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. (laughs) Sorry. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Thank you, uh, Dr. Pepper. No, that's Scott Robbins. Actually. Dr. Pepper? Yes, it's President's Day. <laughs> I think the president wanted to actually... When did he thank Dr. Pepper? ...recognize you, Scott, but he got it confused with Dr. Pepper because at one point in your life you liked Dr. Pepper. Well, I think okay. I still do like Dr. Pepper, but yeah. I don't recall ever being called Dr. Pepper. Well, sometimes <laughs> people get confused. It's okay. It's all right. Just wanted I mean, to make I sure. I have been called Mr. Pibb. <laughs> uh, the president made a secret trip to Ukraine. Yeah. Uh, appearing with uh, President Zelensky in uh, Ukraine. Establish a global, a global, common global norms. Yeah, whatever that yeah. means. And yes, we're supporting Ukraine as long as it takes and as much money as it takes. I think what we threw out another five hundred million. Yeah, why not? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, 500 million. Okay. Yeah. And there was part of this scene today that really really kind of got you, Scott. Kind of ticked you off cuz yeah. you think it might have been just staged? Yes. It was. What part? When he and Zelensky are walking hand in hand through Kiev and it, it, there's no one else in the street, right? So the camera's on them and they're walking yeah. down the street and you hear the air raid sirens go off. No one yeah. moves. They just keep going yeah. like nothing's happening. Two stallions. Well, stare down danger. They're brave. No, they they would be hustled, wouldn't they, to the nearest bomb shelter of some kind? Well, not, if the Secret Service were there with the president and air raid sirens are going off, not when you're that. And by brave. the way, there was no sign of any sort of air raid taking place. <clears throat> no, no, those tend to go off periodically, and I've never really heard a, a definitive explanation as why? to why, because it's not yeah. always just like shelling going on. Um, and also, I mean, the U.S. government did tell Russia that the president was going to be there a couple hours ahead of the actual trip, mm-hmm. basically saying, hey, don't bomb here or else you know what's going to happen. Which, yeah. you know, I, I know some people kind of had a problem with them giving Russia a heads up. I, I have no problem with that because Russia isn't that stupid to try to take out a U.S. president while he's visiting. It's a suicide mission. That just yes. felt very, very staged to <clears throat> yeah. me. But remember, you, you just maybe don't want to recognize that they're two, probably the two bravest leaders out there. Well, Is there I, anybody that comes close? Name me one. But you can't. No. Sorry. Can't. Right. Yeah. Can't come up with anything. This is odd sort of thing, though, because Biden will talk about, you know, money in the United States. 
as far as cut the federal deficit. (laughs) But yet, no, as much money as it takes for Ukraine, no problem. Okay, border wall, (laughs) don't need it. Not going to spend money on that. But anything from Ukraine, for Ukraine. Yeah, that that would be fine. Uh, Speaking of the border, you have an update, and this is a real news update. This isn't just a trigger like a certain person on this show. No, it really is. Uh, Did did you know that it's actually impossible to even know what a secure border is or what it looks like? No. It's impossible to know. You really can't know. I know. Yeah, that's... That, that's, they have them all around the world. Yeah, that, everywhere. <laughs> that's according to Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas speaking to Chris Wallace. Okay. <laughs> it's impossible to know how. I mean, there's there's no real definition of a, of a secure border is what he's saying. When you say, it's, what does secure mean to you? It certainly doesn't mean that people aren't able to get across the border illegally. Of, of course not. That is, that, by, by that measure, the border has never been secure, right? Um, since the Department of Homeland Security was created... Individuals have evaded. Time out. That was one of the reasons that people were initially interested in Trump, because he was the only one that had ever said, hey, we need to secure the border, and we're actually going to do a wall. People thought he was insane. But there were a lot of working-class people across the United States saying, yes, this is something we need. Mm-hmm. People have been taking our jobs forever. Democratic side, Republican side, no one's protected the working class. Let's secure the border that means no one coming in individuals have evaded so by what measure is it secure now sir so there there is not a common definition uh, of that if one looks okay. at the statutory right. definition that then... again is where he needs yeah. the dog collar <laughs> the statutory definition and you say something that's either a lie or that's stupid somebody's got to have the buzzer on him enough with this guy Great definition the literal interpretation of the statutory language if one person successfully evades law enforcement uh, at the border, uh, then we have breached the security of the border. So what, what? we try to do, what's your, what defini- our goal, what's your definition? What our goal is to achieve operational control of the border. If one person gets through, well, that's not a secure border. Okay, right, but uh, so I, I can kind of, what a weasel that guy is. He I mean, is, I, th- that is the best word for that guy. I, I can understand what he's trying or how he's trying to spin this however it, you're talking 2.3 million people who've been let in that we know of it hits upwards of five i believe that's that was just last year i mean yeah in one year minimum did you shut do you cut out the portion where chris wallace thanks individually for everyone watching <laughs> well that, that would that in that case, yeah, I mean, it's it's basically about, three people. Yes, yeah. about about five minutes, and everybody's yeah. thanked. Yeah, they get a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and Mayork is talking about Republicans won't force me out, mm-hmm. calling for my resignation. No, they of won't. Of course not. He's right. They you're, won't. You're doing what your boss <laughs> wants you to do. Golly. Just let people in, and then. Go on TV wherever you'll talk and say uh, the border is secure. No one can define what secure is. It is. It's just Weasley. And it's frustrating for so many people across the country because you could never do your job that way. If you did any job that crappy and then got called in to your bosses and had to answer for it and you give responses like this guy gives, you would be gone. Just stating the obvious. All right. No, I agree with you. And I feel like 
I could go off on this every time, and I feel like I almost have to because David puts the bait out there for me so enticingly mm-hmm. that I, I just want to make you happy too, David. Okay. He's the worst. He is. Yeah. He really is, man. Gosh. And then I got to self-edit because I'm afraid I'm going to say something right. that's going to get us all in trouble. Yeah, don't do but that. But you know what? You know what? When you come from a rural area and there are weasels like that, there are things that people can say, you know what that guy really needs, but then you can't say it. Right. Oh, yeah. But I think you probably know what I'm talking about. Yep. Man, does he need it in a severe freaking way. <laughs> <laughs> he really does. Terrible person. Okay, moving on. Did you see this? They say the drinking water in Ohio, in East Palestine, it's fine. Okay, bathe in it, drink in it, it's safe. However, Cincinnati and northern Kentucky shut down the water intakes after this water was coming downstream. Yeah. This is where they get their drinking water. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's turn the knobs off so we don't get it in here. Yeah. Why would they do that if it's safe? Well, probably because they tested it and they're a little bit worried about what is in there. Right. They tested the water. It's not safe. So if it's not safe there, how could it be safe where the accident happened? Well, they're downstream. Is that how that works? It's physics, yeah, basically. Yeah, it's cleared by now. It's all pushed its yeah. way downstream. Now. <laughs> really? I don't know. Don't, don't worry I'm about I'm trying to make sense of this, too. I can't. Don't worry about the thousands of dead fish that are just kind of floating there in the stream. No. And whatnot. Don't worry no. about it. It's still good eating. Right. Right. It's good. Holy smokes, man. You read the story, and you're like, uh, how could this be? Compound is commonly used in industrial applications, including for flavorings and fragrances. 2-ethyl-1-hexanol detected in this test. Listen, man, no science guy. All I can tell you is they're saying that ain't safe to drink, and I trust them. Yeah. <laughs> I've never ordered extra ethyl. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think you ever did shots of ethyl. No, as far as I knew, no. not when we were hanging together back no, in the day. There was no ethyl shots. Holy smokes! Mm-hmm. Um, news out of Arizona. Um, teacher there, you know, because some teachers feel like, you know, we want to work together with parents, you know, as far as raising children. Mm-hmm. But this teacher saying, you know, some parents are just too dumb to be trusted. Yeah, that's where. W- we really need to raise the kids. Yeah, Arizona lawmakers right now are looking at reining in some of the crazy left-wing or outright pornographic literature that's available in school libraries. A new bill would allow parents to request objectionable material be removed and create a governing board that would look at textbooks and other materials and allow the public to weigh in. So there's like what, a two- what does the left always say to this, too? What's that? Trying to ban books. Okay. No. Oh, yeah. They're big on that. Uh, Well, that's just no good, having the public weigh in on what they're paying for. How dare they do that? This is from the uh, Senate Education Committee meeting that happened a couple days ago. Uh, A teacher or administrator who's mad at this entire process because, well, you know what? I'm educated. Okay. Oh, God. Oh, here, we here we go. I have a master's degree because when I so got what? certified, so I was what? told I had to have a master's degree yeah. to be an Arizona certified teacher. Yeah. We all have advanced degrees. So what? We know. So what? Talk to people across America. We all know people with advanced degrees that don't have any common sense. They're actually, when it comes to life, 
Freaking stupid. Look at Mayorkas. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. What do the parents have? Are we vetting the backgrounds of our parents? Oh, God. Are we allowing the parents to choose the curriculum and the books that our children are going to read? Yep. I think that it's a mistake. I'm just speaking from the heart. <laughs> oh, well, that makes it okay. I don't remember Americans. asking you a GD thing, man. <laughs> no doubt. So at one point, you're trying to say, well, I'm freaking educated. But I'm also speaking from the heart. Which is it? Yeah, right. What carries more weight? Now, now I have a, uh, just because I know that this gets the blood pressure up, this is who we're dealing with, I wanted to present to you a different form of this audio, which I think is how we need to start reacting to these nut jobs who think, well, I have a master's degree. Oh. We, we just need to laugh at them. So here's a better version of this audio. Okay. Okay. All right. You haven't heard this. Have no, you? I haven't heard it either. I roll it. <laughs> have a master's degree. We all have advanced degrees. What do the parents have? There you go. Okay, dude. That's a walk-off for today. <laughs> Best piece of audio you're going to hear all day from David Van Camp right there. I know, man. You children. They so much smarter than you. They need to learn how to see other people's penises. They need to look. Get the out of here. Okay. Much more to get to. Oh, Facebook is now adding a paid verification. Oh, that's service. so good. I want to hear it again. <laughs> we will. Good. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Saw this on the Fox website. Pennsylvania English teacher. Said he included close-up photographs of, I'll just read from the story, penises, vulvas, as well as a video of a woman. Oh, no. Ejaculating in an optional, optional sexuality class. Okay. Uh, the school is standing wow. by this person. Al Vernaccio, English teacher at Friends Central School, private school. Also involved in the sexuality curriculum, which starts uh, in the children nursery through 12th grade. So they start at three years old. Jeez. This is insane. How long has this been going on? That's the question a lot of people around the country have. Because all of a sudden you hear these stories all the time now that they're teaching kids as you know, young as five, or in this case, three. And this Wait, did is... did you say three? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Why? Why would you send your kid there? I have no idea. Why do you have a three-year-old taking like advanced sexuality courses anyway? Why I think is that they even offered. I, I don't understand it. I have a three-year-old. I, I, there's no way. I know. I know. Well, the teacher, one of his uh, thoughts as far as all of these classics, or classes, not classics. Um, I mean, I'm I'm looking at this right now, and I don't know what I can say and what I can't. I can't believe this is offered to high school kids. 
I'll try to speak in code. He's saying if you show these up-close photos of genitalia, then when you see someone else's, you might not be freaked out because not everyone's the same. Mm -hmm. Because it would be horrible to find that out on your own. You can't have that. That's the reason I want to see it. (laughs) You're not helping, Scott. (laughs) Well, I mean... You're not helping. I want to see something I already seen a thousand times. <laughs> Scott, Scott's high school health teacher just handed out Playboys and Marlboro Reds. Right, so, yeah, right. box. There you go. Figure it out. This, this dude, Al, the teacher, Renaccio, is quoted saying, "Every single one of these kids is a sexual being. They have been since birth, and at every age and stage, we can offer them age-appropriate transformative sex education." Oh God, just stop it. Which goes back to a story you just had, the teacher in Arizona, that said basically parents are too dumb to be trusted. They know better. I have a master's degree because when I got certified, I was told I had to have a master's degree to be an Arizona certified teacher. So what? We all have advanced degrees. What do the parents have? Are we vetting the backgrounds of our parents? You don't have common sense if you're like this person in Pennsylvania. And thank you again, David, for putting this piece of audio together. Because you're saying we need to laugh at them. We just people. need to laugh at them. Don't don't get mad at them. Just laugh at them and shame them. And get your kids away from them. Well, yeah. I have a master's degree. We all have advanced degrees. What do the parents have? <laughs> That's gonna cheer me up every single time. Okay. In the social media world, I don't know if you heard this, Facebook is adding a paid verification service just like Twitter Blue. I heard this. Yeah. What do you think of that? You're a big Facebook guy, Scott. No, I'm on Facebook a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like this idea? I'm not paying for anything. No. Well, you're already pretty popular. Well, because you have popular, you have the I... you run the Markley Van Camp and Robbins page for the most part. Yes. Um, along with executive producer Dennis, and then you have your own page, which is yeah. wildly popular. David and I have noticed you usually save your good stuff for the solo record. Mm-hmm. That's certainly not true. Okay. I share it with everyone. Okay. Just checking. But so no paid verification service for you. No, I don't I don't need that. No. You don't want to be meta verified cuz that's what it's called. Why would I, why would I want to be? Just to grow your brand. No. No. Okay. Not going to pay then. All right, it's going to be offered though from That's fine. David's Heroes Zuckerbot. All right. <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. If there's one Big story of the day, David. On this President's Day, what would it be? Uh, probably that our President Joe Biden stumbled over to Ukraine today to check on mm-hmm. his investments in the country. Um, mm-hmm. And then also, I mean, I, I really do think pretty significant that downstream from East Palestine, Ohio, there are officials in Kentucky and Southern Ohio who are saying, yeah, we're not, uh, we're not taking any water from that area because, uh, well, it might be a little dangerous. That is unreal. And something else I know you have that we got to get to. Andrea Mitchell, NBC News. (laughs) I know the media is corrupt, but the way she lies to people, and people trust this old hag. We will get to that straight ahead right here.
The Markley Main Camp and Robin Show. Got to keep your sense of humor, right? I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, the millennial David Van Camp, and the sexy boomer Scott Robin. Mm-hmm. Andrea Mitchell, still working for NBC. Yep. Seems to get worse as time goes on, especially just flat out lying to yeah, people. Yeah, you talked about needing a cognitive test. I think MSNBC ought to start looking into that for its on-air talent. Uh, we got some grade-A disinformation again uh, from Andrea Mitchell as she was interviewing the vice president, Kamala Harris. She claimed that the governor of Florida was banning teachers from teaching kids about slavery. Of course, right. that's not true. Ron DeSantis never did that. His Department of Education passed on giving out AP African American Studies, which is still in the pilot phase and only being taught at around 60 schools in the nation. Total. And actually now, the College Board, which administers the Advanced Placement Test and Curriculum, has changed the curriculum based on the concerns raised by uh, the state of Florida. And it's not about not teaching history no. or teaching about slavery. No, and I, I'll tell you, I took AP history. And I'm not saying that as a flex. I'm just saying, learned a lot about slavery taking AP history. That's already in there. Yes, but they want to pretend well, they're throwing it all out because it's not our version of history. No. Okay. So it's, this it's is the way she to me phrases... how this lie just keeps getting perpetrated, yeah. though. Yes. On and on and on and on. Yes. It it really is. I mean, because it's online all the dope, time. Right. A yeah. lot of us are going to be around relatives or other friends and say, well, I didn't know that Ron DeSatan doesn't want to teach about slavery. Yeah. Like, what the are you talking, talking about? about? I know. I know. You getting your news from Andrea Mitchell? Really? You haven't woken up yet? Good night. What does Governor Ron DeSantis not know about black history and the black experience when he says that slavery and the aftermath of slavery should not be taught to Florida school children? I don't know what he knows and what he doesn't know. Time out. I know that. That whole bit right there. Slavery and the aftermath of slavery should not be taught to Florida school children. Has he ever said that? Nope. Never. Has he ever acted on that? Neither. No. Neither. It just they just say it. Well, it's a good thing Kamala's gonna correct her. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what he knows and what he doesn't know, but I know this. Any push to censor America's teachers <laughs> and tell them what they should be teaching in the best go. interest of our children. <laughs> oh. In somebody get the blood pressure medicine for robins yeah, now just you know this is too much for them. children gather around yes big pauses yes you're gonna say something very important kamala in partnership with the parents of america is i think um wrong-headed uh-huh. the people who know our children best are their parents and their teachers in terms of the time they spend and the investment they've placed in the brains and capacity oh. of our children who are our nation's future. Yeah. Just talk and talk and talk and say yeah. absolutely nothing. I think, I think it's really interesting, though, because she just did, she doesn't realize this, but she just did a massive endorsement for biology teachers teaching creationism. We can't censor teachers if they wow. need to, if they want to go out there and say the earth is whatever it is, 5,000 years old or whatever. Five or six, yeah. Yeah. Then, I mean, then they should be able to do that. Because they know. They know. They have that investment in a kid's life. This is absolute nonsense. 
But obviously the worst part of that is just the lie that the actual news person just throws out there like it's fact. It's disgusting. Okay, moving on. Oh, this I don't think this is related to Kamala Harris. Maybe you, maybe you would disagree, David. 45% of baby boomers say they will see a woman president in their lifetime. Yeah. I guess it depends on the boomer and how old they're going to live. Yeah. Yeah, because 45% seems pretty low. I'm fairly confident I will see a a female president in my lifetime. I am confident you will. I'm confident I will. I'm not confident Scott will. (laughs) Like, I'm almost more confident you won't. Not that I think you're going to die tomorrow. I'm just going to say, that doesn't sound really good, does it? Yeah, it really did. You won't live long enough to see that. Well, I'm just thinking about the next two cycles. I mean, we could always be surprised. You know? Yeah. The whole thing, to me, is this. It's not about whether someone would vote for a female or not. Is it the right person? Well, yeah, that's just it. I mean, I've often said I would vote for a female, but I didn't vote for Hillary Clinton. I wouldn't vote for that female. No, okay. And I wouldn't vote for Mamala. Sake of arguments. Yeah. Okay. Let's say this next go-round... DeSantis decides not to run and something happens to Trump and all of a sudden it's Nikki Haley against the Democrat. I'll vote for Nikki Haley. Of course, we all would. As opposed to whoever the Democrats are up there. But I would vote for a cardboard cutout of Sammy Sosa over the Democrat. <laughs> Which goes to my point. Yeah. Okay. Was yeah. that was that cutout actually born in America? <laughs> I think the cutout was. Just the not the cutout no. was. No, yeah, okay. so the technically cutout. it was born in America. No, yeah, the, yeah. the cutout was born in China. We all know it. Oh, I bet well, you're right. Been too. Yeah, could have. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we might have a problem there then. But my point being, it's not. Well, I would. I I'd vote conservative unless it's a female. Then absolutely not. Well, no, not definitely not. No. That that's not it. No, right. No, it was enough independents that found Hillary Clinton despicable. Yes. <laughs> They're like, no, I'm not going to vote for her. And I think a lot of people just wanted real change. Took a chance on Trump. I will but say this no, is the I mean, first... Kamala's not going to do it. No, she... No. No. Oh, I... I'm, she couldn't make it to the primary. She'll never I'm, get the nomination. I'm still not convinced she won't be president. I'm not saying she'll be elected. I'm just saying that, you know, that's something true. happens to the old man. I think that's, that's why I'm confident, Scott, you will see a female president in our lifetime. In Maybe your an lifetime. elected female president. An elected female president... <laughs> Maybe not. Just to me, it depends on who the candidate is. Yeah, I agree. But I mean, okay, you really don't know how anyone's going to vote once they get in the booth and all that, right? Think about the people you hang with, you know, people closest to you, second tier friends, whoever. Do you know of anybody that would not vote for a female? Just like, doesn't matter who it is, I wouldn't vote for a woman. If they reflected her, the what they think the country should be, that yes, yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know anybody. I don't who know just one. Wouldn't do that. No, no, I don't know any of those. I'm guys. guessing you don't either, David. No, they still try to put that straw man up there. Oh, I, think. I know. Yeah, that's just so sexist in this country. We would tell our women to vote for other women. It'd be a landslide. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking, uh, by the way, before we move on, because uh, there's other stories that we got to get to, just the betting on who would be president. Um, 
This is the bet. Van Camp, you said Kamala will be president by July 1st of this year. Yeah. I forgot that was on the books. Robin said, no, that's a $5 bet between you guys. Okay. Um, I lost the bet. I said Biden wouldn't be president by February 1st, and Robin said he would. So that was a five that I owe you. So that takes down what yeah. you owe me to 35. I was going to say, yeah. Yes. Oh, man, we got some cleanup to do. Remember that day that Van Camp lost his mind before the playoffs started, and he said Tom Brady is going yeah. to win a Super Bowl and yes. bet us 10 bucks each? Yeah. Yes. Holy mackerel. I still think there's a chance somehow. Super Dude, duper. 55 what do you owe me now. Yeah. Double nickel. I thought I was the one that sucked really bad at this. <laughs> Not I, well, I get caught up oh, in a moment. Oh, dude, guess what? You only owe Van Camp 10 now. You're down to 10 that you owe him. Wow. And then the other boat that we have going right now is Don Lemon would be fired by this Friday. Robin says, yes, I say he won't be fired. That's only five bucks. Okay. Things are going on right now at CNN, though. Things What's going on? Stirring. Bad ratings? Nothing would say, hey, we've changed. We're not going to tolerate this stuff any more than them firing Don Lemon. The guy is abysmal. He carries no ratings with him at all, period. He just drags everything down. Yeah. Time to move on. Probably. It's going to be interesting to see if this person is made to move on. Has anyone heard the story of the Muslim DEI chief of this group, the American Friends Service Committee? No. Okay, saw Never this story Daily Wire. Got to follow this because it's, it's another one of those stories where someone is pretending to be something they're not. Oh, okay. Okay, the leader has been accused of being white instead of being a, quote, person of color. So there's a lot of anger going on. This is Raquel Evita Saraswati, Muslim activist who was born Rachel Elizabeth Seidel. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not making it Muslim. up. No. Facing backlash <laughs> from inside the American Friends Service Committee after members and others raised concerns that Saraswati, formerly Seidel... <laughs> may not have been honest about her ethnic background. Mm. Mm. The Intercept was reporting on this. I love it when I get to surprise Van Camp with a story and he's laughing well, like well, it's that. Just so, it's so perfect <laughs> that someone who has such a, like a multicultural mishmash of a given name, or a taken name, I should say, and it turns yeah. out her name is what? Sarah Elizabeth? Rachel, well, Rachel Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Yeah. Yeah, but she changed it to Raquel yeah. Evita okay. <laughs> Saraswati. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> that is good. So, again, the American Friends Service Committee, this left-wing organization, is upset um, because, well, Saraswati is the chief of diversity, equity, and inclusion. And now it's like, what? They're white? It's, it's looking that way, yes. Because it was first an anonymous letter from members of the organization and yeah. others accusing Sarah Swati of check it cultural vulturism. <laughs> I see. Okay. Not very inclusive though to say that a white lady can't be in a position of leadership. But you know what tipped them off? What? Uh, they they went through her car and they found the leftovers of a pumpkin spice latte and a receipt from Target. <laughs> and By they the knew. Red flags. <laughs> yep. Red flags. Yeah. So apparently the Intercept spoke with family members of Saraswati, who said she's been misrepresenting her identity. <laughs> her mom said, I call her Rachel. 
I don't know why she's doing what she's doing. Golly. Oh, goodness. Uh, the mom said, uh, no, she's not Latina, South Asian, or Arab. <laughs> yeah, dude, she checked all the boxes. <laughs> yes, she did. Her family background is Britain, Germany, and Italy. Oh, well, see. <laughs> I'm as white as the driven snow, snow is, so is she. That's what mom said. She's chosen to live a lie, and I find that very, very sad. <laughs> Others are not feeling sad at all. They feel deceived, and they're pissed. Well, serves him right for worshiping at the altar of DEI. That whole thing's a scam anyway. Yes. Well, a human resource professional with focus on DEI who helped bring, well, the, art of, the artist now known as Sarah Swati, Raquel Levita, that would be Oscar Castro, told The Intercept he felt deceived, said he believed that she wasn't white. And she checked a variety of diversity boxes. That guy's name is Steve Sanders, right? Right. (laughs) (laughs) It's Bill Taylor Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) I love his quote, too. In my mind, it was, great, a person of color, a queer person of color, who happens to be a Muslim. It's a woman. All these things. And someone who seemed to get it. I definitely feel conned. Well, oh, the sadness. It's what happens when you devote your life to racism. Man, oh, man. It's your next female senator from Massachusetts right there. Right. I, <laughs> I was going to just bail on this story now because you got the gist of it. But there's one other just little tidbit that I want to include. Um, different members of this left-wing group are concerned. And a spokesperson for the group, a gentleman by the name of Lane Mullet. said it does not require its team members to prove their ethnic identity (laughs) we are are in receipt of the documentation alleging that our chief equity inclusion and culture officer Raquel Saraswati has been misrepresented by her identity Mullet is not happy either she's going to be on the way out I don't know what Rachel Dolezal has to say about this but I can't wait to find out Lane Mullet. Lane Mullet. If I ever do rock radio again, that's my name. (laughs) (laughs) The 80s at 8 with Lane Lane Mullet. (laughs) Freaking right. Party in the back. Come on now. Okay. David's old stomping grounds is becoming a liberal hellscape. What town is that? We'll get to that much more coming up. All right, the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. All right, what great American city is becoming a liberal hellscape? I think it's already there, Austin, Texas. Did you see any of the footage from over the weekend? I did. Yeah. You got these drag races going on uh, on the south side of town, uh, and they're dri- I mean they're drifting in the middle of the street, setting off fireworks. There's a whole bunch of people looked on. Uh, the cops showed up. One of them was injured. Uh, during this, uh, during the melee that happened, that ensued. And now some members of the city council, which, by the way, the city of Austin defunded the police department a couple of years ago. I was just going to say that. Didn't yeah. they do that? Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. It was almost like people were warning that this kind of stuff would wind up becoming the norm if you went ahead and did this. And they had to, re- you know, reverse course with this. 
tried to restore the funding, but the damage is done. I mean, it's hard to put the toothpaste back in the tube. This ta- this takes years to undo. And wow. one of the council members tried to call the cops, was on hold for 28 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> the hold music was good, they said. No, that's what they... Yeah, it was Steve Ray Vaughn. Austin. Yeah. 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 Who know, maybe it was Van Camp's band that we've never heard. He'll never let us hear because that's oh, where his musical yeah. career, career took him was to right. Austin, Texas. Yeah. And that's also where I old yellered it. I know. I didn't want to say it. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. probably in the public domain now. They just took it and used it for... Honestly, they probably the should. Yeah. If they're worried about hold times, people will hang up within two minutes. <laughs> not listen to this crap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just man. so sad, man, to see this happen time and time again. Wherever progressives get a hold of power, it is like a cancer. It eats away and eats away and eats away at beautiful cities, whether it's Austin, Texas, San Francisco, uh, Seattle, Portland, New York, Chicago, which have never been bastions of conservatism. But, man, when you get these left-wing lunatics in power, mayhem always ensues. They don't want to enforce the law. It's like, well, it's sort of mean to have rules and enforce the law. Right. No, it's not. That's how you have to. You have to have it to have a society. It's not hard for crying out loud. Please. Which was the name of the last Van Camp album. <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Happy President's Day to you. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins, the president in Ukraine. Big trip. Yeah, and he's there to reassure our friends in Ukraine that we've got their back no matter how much money we make. I mean, no matter how much it takes. Or how long it takes. Or how long it takes, right? And I'll tell you this, man. Whenever this guy shows up, you know he has a commanding presence, and he is going to mollify anyone's fears about his capabilities and the direction of America as a nation. Well, that's what people need in this day and age. All right, roll it. We build a coalition of nations from the Atlantic to the Pacific. NATO to the the Atlantic, Japan and the Pacific. I mean, across the across the world. What? I don't even know what that was. Do you not hear that? The unshakable resolve in the president's tone. Uh, it sounds like a confused tone. Yeah, it is. He's tired. It was a long flight. Okay. Could, could he not see the teleprompter? What's going on? To the Pacific. Yeah. NATO. You know the thing. To the, in the Atlantic. Japan and the Pacific. I mean, across the, across the world. You, you know. Yeah, that thing. The world, whatever. Places. He's been confused before. It's not just overseas. That's the United States. Don't take it wrong. Okay? Uh, uh, Char- excuse me, from Charlotte. Yeah. One, uh, another line going from in, in Florida. You know. Yeah. Don't act stupid. You know. You knew what he meant. 
It's one thing. What? If he's the entertainment down at the rest home showing slides from his trip to Alaska. <laughs> and this, this is what you get. I, you know, okay, you can tolerate that, right? Yeah. You can. Yeah. But he's the president of the United <laughs> States. <laughs> yeah, okay, man. Here uh, we are in uh, well, Anchorage. Moses wasn't a great speaker either, okay? Right. But he led people. Have you ever heard some of the, the outtakes of yeah, Moses? But, oh, my God. But at least <laughs> Moses had Aaron, though. He's, he's got Kamala. Oh, my gosh. That's even worse. <laughs> In that case, the Hebrews would have been like, you know what? We're fine here in Egypt. <laughs> yeah, we're going to stay. You know what? That's all right. They want to go back anyway. <laughs> okay. But they wouldn't they wouldn't let him back in. And you know whose fault it was? Mayorkas. <laughs> who blamed it on the immigration system. It's the whole system that's at fault here. Yeah. Uh, Department of Homeland Security Chief Alejandro Mayorkas <laughs> says it's not his fault that the border is absolute chaos. It's those dang immigration laws. <laughs> Did this interview. <laughs> Every time. I know. You say you're going to do something to fix something, and then, well, it's this broken system. That's yeah. what it is. Chris, I would say that by those standards, what powerful evidence of the fact that our immigration system is broken. <laughs> the vast majority of those individuals... You opened the floodgates. Everyone knows this. ...have not sought to evade law enforcement, but have actually surrendered themselves to law enforcement. Yes, because you're giving them free stuff. Why would you go through the country legally... When you know you can go through illegally, it's yeah. shift off to wherever and start your life. And made a claim for relief under our laws. The challenge, the challenge is that between that time of encounter and the time of an ultimate immigration judge's ev- evaluation of their claim for asylum is four plus years. Yeah. And you already knew that. Yeah. And if you knew percentages at all, it's maybe 3% could actually claim asylum. 97% have no case. That is one of the reasons why we so desperately need our immigration system to be fixed. Of course. No. Yeah. First yeah. thing you got to do is stop the flow. Yeah, well, what we need to do is we need to announce a year-long hiatus in the asylum program to give ourselves a chance to catch up on the current claims, deport people who do not have legitimate asylum claims, and then we can talk about reopening the asylum process. But they don't want to do that. Oh, heck no, they don't want to do it. Why would they? No. Because they want, you can call it socialists, call it communists. They want to change what the United States is. That's what it all comes down to. That's what they want to do. So they're not going to stop letting people come through. The only way it stops is if they're out of power. Yeah, do well, anything. Yeah, that's it. It's just frustrating, and you got people all across the country that feel like they can't do anything. You know why? Because they can't. No. And it's just, you know, incredibly frustrating. It's like watching another great American city go down the tubes because of what liberals wanted in those cities. That's, well, pretty much communism. You look at Seattle. I saw this piece from the Wall Street Journal called The Price of Anarchy in Seattle because the city just paid $3.65 million to the victims of the, remember, Summer of Love? Yeah. 
when it was mass chaos. Oh, sure. And they had their own, their own, their own town set. Up. How many weeks was that? Yeah. It it was the it was several weeks. Yeah, the Chaz. They tried to change it to the to the chop, but it will always be the Chaz in my yeah. book. The Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. That no one seemed to enter. They took over a police building. <laughs> no, yes, they did. And, and they had city council members that were all about it. Yeah, response times for the police department went down. There were people raped. There were a couple of people murdered in the Chaz. Yes, and the whole time, uh, the the then mayor and so Jenny many Durkin. others were like, "Well, you know, hey, but, you know, hey, th- this is a part of the proud tradition of protest in Seattle." No, nah, man, it's thugs who are taking advantage of people. It was Lord of the Flies. Well, yeah, and, and those they, that occupied, they told yeah, the took... property owners, if if you paint over our graffiti, it's going to be more vandalized yeah. next time, maybe burned to the ground. Yeah, they were calling the shots in their own community, their own city. Yeah. Do you remember the day, because this went on for a while, and the cops couldn't do anything, and the one cop had finally had it and told one of the protesters... You're not going to have to see me anymore. I quit. Two months. I'm out of here. It's so indicative of how so many police officers quit over the last two, three years because of this type of situation. And I remember it being recorded. Huh? Not really. You're around. Oh, well, I'm sorry for that. But don't worry, man, because guess what? I'm leaving. You guys won. Two months, baby. I'm out. You're about to resign? Gone, bro. What's it, what's it, what's it, what's it, how are you feeling about that? You're you're about to resign? I'm feeling great. You're about to resign or what? Yeah, I'm feeling great. Is that what you're saying? Yes, yes. I am leaving this department. You guys won. It's weird. The protester almost feels like, well, this isn't as much fun anymore. <laughs> well, if you, you, yeah, what? If, you have, if you don't want to rail against anymore, yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. I think at one point it says, well, you tired of the brutality? No, I'm tired of you. Yeah. Brutality, or are you tired of what's yeah. going on right now? Oh, us. Hey, you triggered, boy? You triggered? Oink, oink. Oink, oink. Yeah. Like you and your blue life, boy. You and your blue life. No, we ain't never going to be friends. We'll never see eye to eye. And once he's no longer a cop, I'd watch out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a big tough guy there. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to come around at some point. Oh, it went nuts, man. And people were saying, you need to get out of your house. That belongs to Black Lives Matter. Right. Yeah. That house is mine. People are like, what? This is my home. But I used to live in this neighborhood. I've been here and my family was pushed out. And you're sitting up there having a good yeah. time with your other white And you had, you had different people saying, yeah, you all need to leave. You need to get out of your homes. Let those people live there. Mm-hmm. It was, it's freaking insanity. Yeah. Okay. Doesn't it seem like years ago now? I mean, it yeah, was coming up on three years. Yeah. Yeah. But it's... Well, for friends in Seattle, they know. And they never recovered. It's just brutal. Okay, so there is a children's author that is beloved, (laughs) and woke culture has come for them. Yeah, Roald Dahl wrote James and the Giant Peach, Matilda, Uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Well, now uh, the publisher is altering the children's books to be more inclusive. See, they, they hired, no joke, this is a job. They hired sensitivity readers to make changes to certain portions of the author's wording in the UK editions as part of an effort to ensure the books can continue to be enjoyed by all. So, for example, anytime there may be a reference to a fat person, 
Ah, you can't, you can't say fat. That's that's hateful. So Augustus Gloop, the big cha- the big character in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Right. Okay. Uh, he's described now as enormous. You know what? As a fat guy, <laughs> I'd rather you call me fat. <laughs> that enormous. Yeah. Yo, Big E, what's up? <laughs> in uh, in James and the Giant Peach, the uh, character of Miss Sponge is no longer described as the fat one. Uh, Miss Spider's head is not black anymore because it was offensive to think that a spider might have a black head. Uh, and the <laughs> earthworm has given up its lovely pink skin for lovely smooth skin. You see, because white supremacy. What? Yeah. More like, I, I guess if, if they're worried about that, you need to start calling it pink supremacy, I suppose. <sighs> uh, in Raw Dolls, the Witches, a uh, paragraph noted that witches are bald beneath their wigs, uh, and it said something like, well, you can't just run around trying to grab women's wigs off all the time. Uh, but now there's a new line that reads, there are plenty of other reasons why women might wear wigs, and there is certainly nothing wrong with that. He uh, the Oompa Loompas are no longer small men, but they are small people. Okay. Yeah. You got that, Scott? Yeah. yeah I got uh, it. Make note. I got it. All right. Yeah, we don't like the lit- we don't like the literature. We're going to change the wording of it. Okay. Wait till they go after classic rock next. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. But but Ron DeSantis is an authoritarian for wanting to get yeah, porn out of books. kids' libraries. Yeah. Okay. These morons realize they can do whatever they want. They're still going to be miserable people. No, they don't that's realize that's what it's that about is, in the That end. is a really great, great observation because I just had this conversation yesterday with a friend of mine. Really? Yeah. About how unhappy these people are. And it doesn't matter. You can change the whatever rules, change they words. Are, they're incredibly unhappy people. I never yeah. thought about that. Well, but they are. Well, I mean, it's, it, the analogy that always comes to mind for me is that a, a heroin addict can never have enough heroin. That's True. what it is. There's always something wrong and violent. <laughs> They won't take any sort of step to make their own life better. It's just yelling at the world and trying to change everything else because it's not their fault. And then they still look in the mirror and they're still miserable. God. Yeah. But you got equity. Woo! You know what equity will get you? A couple of $500,000 Lamborghinis crashed. I don't know that for a <laughs> fact. But I don't think the valet could drive a stick. Are you saying it crashed into another Lambo? Yes. Oh, my God. This was in Australia. What are the odds of that? I saw, I saw the video, and people were like, well, you could hear part of it, because you got a guy saying, bro, what did you do? Do you not know how to drive a car? It is, man. And, and he's kind of freaking out, but it, it's like he ran right into the other Lambo. Yeah. It was pretty wild. <laughs> bro. Look at this bloke. No way. <laughs> What are you doing, bruh? What are you doing in the car? I was trying to park it because I get my yell. Sorry. He was trying to park it. Sorry. Lost control. He ripped it up and f***ed his bum, bruh. No way. You see those two panels are too close together? Yeah. And I was pressing the brake. Uncle, big trouble. Big trouble, uncle. Sorry, sir. You can't video us, sir. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, you already did. It's already viral. Yep. It's all over the place. Sorry, man. Okay. There's much more to get to. Did you know there was one U.S. president did not go to college? You know who it was? Yeah, I do. Do you really? Yeah, I think I do. Who is it? Harry Truman. We'll tell you if you're right or wrong. And get a news update straight ahead.
All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. It is President's Day. Rock and I think it's a right for people that bad in health care. Yeah. Yeah. You know that. What? Uh, what? It's a right to have bad kept care. People yeah. have bad kept care. Yes. Aren't, aren't you so glad that he restored our right to bad care? Thank you. Yes. God. I was paying out of pocket for it. <laughs> How long? For too long, I'll tell you that. I got yeah. the receipts in case they wanted me to turn them in. Well. For reimbursement of some kind. I went to good, M- uh, good RX, too. I'll Didn't tell you help. what was a life changer for me. What's that? Precision jobs. Cost of precision jobs. <laughs> it was huge. You, well, yeah. Yeah, it's changed your personality. Really, yeah, it really you seem more relaxed now. Precision jobs. Precision, precision jobs. Wonders. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. You can actually do an ad for him. I'm Jamie Markley. Before <laughs> I had precision jobs, I was a nervous wreck. <laughs> <laughs> I was jumpier than a ten dollars television. <laughs> now. <laughs> but now, cost of precision jobs. And I'm way better. Precision jibs. Got that <laughs> I feel right. Much better. By the way, I asked the question: uh, Who was the only president not to go to college? And you said Harry Truman. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I knew that one. Yeah, a little President's Day trivia for you right there. I was a fan of Harry's. I read his autobiographies. And did you really? Out. I've been to the library several times. Yeah. Wow, I've known you for over thirty years. I've never yeah. known that. My dad was a big Harry fan, so he kind of introduced me to Harry Truman, and so I started to dive into him a little bit. Guy never wanted to be president. He just he, he fell into his lap when Roosevelt died. He did, you know, like, here. He's like, oh, crap, now what? He, was, he sold hats in Missouri. That's an amazing story. It is an amazing story. It's a truly mm-hmm. amazing story. Harry Truman's story is amazing. Is, is, is Harry S. Truman, you know what the S stood for? I learned this at one point in time, and it wasn't precision, Jeps. What was it? Nothing. Just S, period. Just sounds good. Yeah. See what you learn here. Did you already know that, David? No, that's a good Snapple fact. So he was like, Hom- like Homer J. Simpson. <laughs> right, right. Harry S. Yes. Truman. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> what do Harry Truman and Homer Simpson have in common? <laughs> Wait a second. You had a news update, David. What was it? Oh, yeah. Alec Baldwin, you know, he killed a woman. Uh, uh, yes. What was that? About a year and a half ago or so. Mm-hmm. And he's facing criminal charges in New Mexico now. Um, on the set, you know, this all happened on the set of the movie Rust. He was handling a, a six shooter and boom, killed the cinematographer, Lena Hutchins. Yes. Well, the uh, prosecutors have now dropped the firearm enhancement portion of the involuntary manslaughter charges that he's facing, which okay. basically means if he had been, been convicted with that attached, that would have been mandatory five years in prison. But his lawyers have said it's unconstitutional, blah, blah, blah. And then the prosecutors were like, well, this probably isn't worth fighting in court over because usually if you have that enhancement, you have to brandish the firearm, meaning you have to bring up Mm -hmm. the firearm in a way to threaten somebody. So now he does still face 18 months in jail, but not the five-year minimum. Okay. Are you still thinking he's going to do any time then? I think he will, yeah. I think he will too, but I don't know. Minimum amount, yeah. Okay. All right. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Biggest story today, David. Uh, biggest story of the day, I guess, on the world stage is that President uh, President Biden. See, I almost precision jumped him. <laughs> you did. <laughs> President Biden made a surprise visit to Ukraine today to check on his investments and to reassure the board at Raytheon that the cash will keep coming for weapons yes. of war. 
there's some problems in the United States. Let's take our mind off of that and pose with Zelensky. Still, yeah. He's still doing well in focus groups as far as the voting public. Yeah. So that helps Biden's image. I think that's part of it. Man, some people would say you're cynical, but you've seen this too much. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt about it. Okay, you got your big three of the day, Scott? I do. The trifecta and a news update straight ahead right here. So presenting him jobs. Yes. <laughs> Van Camp and Robert Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Jen Axon, David Van Camp, the Millennial, the Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Man, okay, so uh, after the horrific murders at Michigan State University, you know, other universities wanted to uh, show solidarity, not only with students at Michigan State, but also with their own students who might be worried, who might be afraid uh, of their safety on campus. Mm-hmm. So Vanderbilt University, the Peabody College there, is facing growing anger now after administrators used the AI chatbot, ChatGPT, to write a message about the importance of community following that shooting. Couldn't they, have a human do it? They farmed it out to a robot <laughs> because they wow. care about people. Uh, so, yeah, and it came from the Office of Equity, Diversity, and Inclusion. <laughs> they put out an email saying oh that, quote, Creating a safe and inclusive environment is an ongoing process that requires ongoing effort and commitment. And then it was a five-paragraph-long email. Uh, by the way, this had been paraphrased using chat GPT. So what is it exactly that people in the office of DEI do? They just made a, a pointless job even more pointless if, if all of their stuff can be done using AI anyway. Dude, we've gone over parts of this before, and you it's hard to really come up with exactly what they do other than attend meetings and talk. I don't know exactly what gets done. <laughs> that, that really That's a perfect assessment, too. Have meetings and talk. I'm serious. Sit around and talk. Nothing ever gets accomplished or done. That's why when I hear that we still have work to do, I'm like, does the work ever end? Is there an end in sight? Oh, no. No, see, you got to keep this thing going. That, that's the neat part, because sane people would look at the predecessors to this current movement in academia and government and elsewhere. They would look at people like Al Sharpton, who've been doing the work for decades, <laughs> and note, hey, nothing's really gotten better in the places that they've done the work in. So, in fact, in some cases, it's actually gone backwards because of their work. Yeah. So maybe we need a, a, a revolution in thinking here. But no, they don't do that because there's too much money to be made. Okay, I can give you duties and responsibilities if you want to do this before your trifecta of a DEI officer. This is, uh, I actually just found this because I've gone through these before. Um, this is at, is this a university? I believe so. Uh, this person would report to the superintendent um, and supervises assigned staff. Okay, 
Um, as far as duties and responsibilities, it goes for a little bit, so tell me when to stop. Okay. okay. Maybe right. this will paint a better picture. We're here to learn, right? Yeah. Assume a leadership role that promotes a district commitment to a climate of equity, diversity, and inclusion yeah. through interaction with the Board of Education, Administration, employees, students, and the community. Oh, boy. Got it? No. Provide coordination, consultation, and assistance to the superintendent and executive leadership team on diversity, equity, and inclusion matters related to students, staff, and families. Hmm. They get paid by the word? I'm trying to figure out so far, David. So what does this person do so far? Calls people racist. So is it anything other than having meetings and talking and talking about people being racist? Okay. That's it. Next, advise and support the superintendent, designated staff, and board of education on matters related to diversity, equity, and inclusion. Next up, promote and maintain a focus on continuous improvement of student achievement and eliminating achievement gaps. Oh, well, that one I can tell you exactly what that means because it sounds like you're describing a position at a public school district. That would be and, lowering the standards. Yes, exactly. That is get rid of gifted and talented programs. Yes. Um, and so so now everybody basically has the same GPA. Achievement means nothing. Right. It doesn't really matter because we wouldn't want people to feel bad. Mm-hmm. Okay. Develop and implement district-wide training to promote cultural proficiency and competency and a climate of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Yeah, it's just, it it goes on. No, yeah, it, you know it's interesting because if you were to put out a job description for the superintendent, you could actually yes. look line by line by line and say here are the essential duties. Yes, and yes, you'd have some corporate speak in there because that's just part of job descriptions, right? Mm-hmm. But you would actually be able to know what is this person going to be doing right. precisely in in the nuts and bolts of it. What exactly does it entail? This is really just give us a report every quarter, and then we'll be able to get some woke communist uh, who disrupts school board meetings to stop whining about how we don't have a DEI officer in place. Yeah. That's basically this. this okay, I can't. I got to tell you this. Okay, we've got this is how you measure success. It's okay. four points. And it's fairly short. All right. So, to know, are you doing your job? Are you doing great? Ready? Mm hmm. Increase in district and school training regarding equity and a culture of inclusion, as indicated through professional learning opportunities. So you put together some PowerPoints in your meetings. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Unreal. Two, improve implementation of non-negotiables by schools, as indicated by self-assessment, by principal, and discussion during data consults. Mm-hmm. Three. Improve central office support for school implementation on non-negotiables. And four, increase focus on equitable policies and practices as indicated in district policies and procedures. A bunch of McGurkin-y What have I just said? That is. Meetings to tell you, yeah, you're racist. We need more people of color. Go on with your day. We're not getting anything done. What a waste. And you constantly have to do this because you have to justify your position. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you have to continue to do this. Yeah. But you're unfireable. Right. You're unfireable, but you have Unless to Unless you're in the real world. Yeah, right. Yeah, and I've heard that different people have laid off some folks in the DEI. Yes, they have. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Yeah. Department. Yeah. Because when you actually run a business that where you have to make money, hey, they're not doing anything. But they give you four PowerPoints here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> and how does that help me? <laughs> All right, you ready for your yeah? Three? Let's go. Here we go. Are you ready? One, two, buckle my shoe. It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins, it's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day at this time, the Scott Robbins top three stories of the day, always helped by his hero in life. I'm Casey Kasem. Hey, Casey, how you bo- how you doing, buddy? Got you. I almost said, how you booing, Duddy? <laughs> You're sick. I, I still got this cold, man. Well, why are you here? I'm dealing with No, I'm fine. I'm, I'm not contagious. I'm, I Say it no, again. I have no fever and I'm not contagious. Okay. I'm ready. Casey was over this weekend for a while. Yes. He has mask on. And now he's dead. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are you ready? Yeah. Okay, I think he's ready. Three. Uh, number three. Uh, so at South Park, we talked about this last week. They yeah. just shredded Harry and Meghan. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the whole thing was, you know, in their world, in their universe, it was the prince and princess of Canada. But, <clears throat> yeah, it was, it was <laughs> Harry and Meghan. And they are going on the worldwide Please Respect My Privacy Tour. And they had this new book that was just called Wah. <laughs> Which I love, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Well, now Meghan Markle and Prince Harry are apparently considering some sort of litigation. Yeah, litigation ruining their reputation. So uh, Meghan and Prince Harry's lawyers are, quote, casting an eye over South Park's latest series of shows, they launched a number of attacks on them, multiple shots at them, mocking their privacy claims while signing deals with Netflix and Spotify. To publish content, and as you mentioned, uh, Prince Harry's autobiography is entitled Spare. It has been ridiculed with South Park referring to it as Wah! <laughs> Now the lawyers are probably laughing very hard. They said really the only inaccuracy here is that they let Harry speak and raise his voice a couple of times. Instead of cowering behind his wife, which he's been doing in all the other interviews I've seen with him. So is this one of those cases where they're saying, hey, we're, we're checking out the lawyers. There's nothing they can well, do. I'm going to say they're damaging their reputations. Yeah, well, I, I saw a part of the Netflix series of Harry and Meghan, and they've Ugh. done a good enough job at ruining their own reputations. I'll just say that. All I can say is God bless Trey Parker and Matt Stone. Yeah. <laughs> now, on with the countdown. Scott Robbins, trifecta, top three of the day. Two. Number two, uh, apparently we need to ration food to fight climate change. That's right. Uh, scientists in the U.K. are now proposing rationing food, gas, and other necessities in order to save Mother Earth. They claim this would help the countries to slash their greenhouse gas emissions rapidly and fairly if we would start rationing our gas, our meat, and our electricity. You're not going to do that. Researchers from the University of Leeds also said the government could restrict the number of long-haul flights people make in a year to limit the amount of gas one can you can buy in a month. So one fill-up, in this case, in a month. That's it. You'll get no more gas, and you'll like it. We're going to clean this thing up one way or another. I ain't going to stand for it. No, neither am I, but what are you going to do, Casey? That's where you just got to be able to say, hey, listen, nerd, the word no is a complete sentence. In this case, yes. All you have to do is bring the facts in. Mm -hmm. That's complete nonsense. If we just give up meat, gas, and electricity, we'll be fine. (laughs) 
And the countdown doesn't stop till we reach the top. Well, it's... I think we're there now. The Scott yeah. Robbins trifecta. One. Oh, that old socialist fraud, Bernie Sanders, is selling tickets to an event with him. One night only live in concert. 95 yeah. bucks a pop. Uh, also selling it through Ticketmaster. <laughs> right. To uh, talk about how capitalism sucks. It's, that's the name of his book. It's, he's got this book he's promoting right now. It dropped, by the way, this weekend. And it's all about the evils. It's, uh, it's okay to be angry about capitalism. So Sanders on his tour now. If you want to see Bernie Sanders, discuss the book. It's 95 bucks, And you get your tickets through Ticketmaster. Oh! <laughs> Bernie Sanders, one night live. Um, by the way, Bernie did say, hey, you know what? It's $95, but you also get a free book when you go. Oh, it retails at $27.99. You get it for free, and you get to see me, too. The Bernie Bros are not a thing anymore, right? They all saw through him. Well, I think... I think they're still out there. Yeah. Well, I, I, well, I don't know. I think some of them may be infatuated with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez now. I don't know. It just sort of seems like... It was really after the 2020 primary where there, yeah. there didn't seem to be a ton of enthusiasm. And I think, obviously, the, the Democratic Party was panicked because he kind of had his base there showing up and yes. out for him. And he was actually a contender with such a divided field of the so-called moderates in the Democratic Party. Um, and then everybody coalesced around Joe Biden, and, well, it was just elder abuse. Two men, two old guys wailing on each other. Right. But it did kind of seem like, especially after Bernie rolled over, yes, uh, a lot. the shine is off. I think more and more people are realizing how much of a fraud that guy is. Well, they, they persist, uh, Mar Margaret Brennan did the interview. She persisted, saying, is, so is it okay to do business with Ticketmaster? Bernie said, no, not particularly, but, hey, I got nothing to do with that. That is, in, what do you mean? It's you your know, show. If you wrote a book, probably the same process, he said to her. She said, so you have to operate within the system. He said, well, yeah, I do. Now, there's so much hypocrisy here. I don't give a damn about that, Bernie. It's your book. It's your, it's your reputation. Say no. Yeah, you're the leader, but there's nothing we can do you about can do the it. system. Yeah. <laughs> I need a fourth house. <laughs> Unbelievable. It just sucks. These it. guys are pathetic. Okay. Yeah. I wonder if he's got two or t shirts. <laughs> With all the concert dates on the back. What, one date? Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Hook opens for Bernie. <laughs> Don't besmirch right. Dr. Hook like that. Come <laughs> Sorry on. about that. Yeah. yeah. Wear your mask. <laughs> all right. News update and Nimrod's in the news. Straight ahead. Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, Dave Van Camp, Scott Robbins. It's President's Day. It's precision jobs. Yeah, precision yeah. jobs. Yeah. Well, he's in Ukraine. He's you know, still there. the year he... anniversary. Okay. Kickoff of yeah. Russia invading yeah. Ukraine. Yeah. So, just curious if you know the latest polling on this, the American people. Um, how many are in favor of providing weapons to Ukraine right now, percentage wise? Uh, 55%. 48. It's 48 on the number. Wow. Yeah. Holy cow. Well, when there's no money on it, I win. Wow. 
Well, I would call that official. You got that. Um, that's down from 60% in May of last yeah, year. It's starting to fade. Yeah. Um, how about this? How many people in America say the United States is providing too much support? Right now, percentage-wise. I'll say 35%. I'll say 49%. 26 Oh, wow. Couldn't get two in a row, could you? No. Okay, I've got one more then for you. Go tiebreaker. Um, share of Americans that said the United States is not providing enough support to Ukraine currently. I'll go with, uh, I'll stick with 35%. I'll go to 30%. It is 20%. Yeah. Wow. Robbins, way to go, man. Happy President's Day to you. You ready for Nimrods? Yeah, let's go. Let's go. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Ian. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the News. We got back-to-back Florida. Uh, Start with this. Fort Myers. Um, Older guy. Bought a key lime pie for his elderly mom's birthday party. That's coming nice. up. Yeah, he put it in the fridge. Told the guy he lives with, "Hey, don't touch that key lime pie it's for mom's birthday." Yeah. So he's sitting in a recliner. He looks over. There's the roommate digging in. Hey, hey, hey! The roommate is 74 year old David Powelson, and he didn't just take a slice. He ate the whole freaking pie. Oh well. So the guy that bought it yelled at him. Said, "Hey, why didn't you at least save me a slice?" David responded by dumping two large glasses of water on his head. Oh, that's fighting time. Cop showed up. He's facing charges for battery on a person 65 or older. It doesn't matter if both are over 65. You can't... Be dumping water on somebody's head, huh? Apparently not. I didn't know that. Or eating their pie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The other story out of Florida was this 24-year-old woman, Amari Hendricks. She goes through a McDonald's drive-thru. She wanted to get a free cookie because it was being offered through this local loyalty program. Mm -hmm. But she didn't get it. Sorry. Hey. She was enraged. Started yelling. Pulled out a gun. Loaded it. Started waving it around. Workers like, hey, 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 here's a cookie. (laughs) She was still mad, though, so she pulled into a parking space, stormed up to the door. Workers called 911, tried to lock the door, but she got inside. There's a scuffle. Luckily, no one got hurt, but she's arrested on multiple charges. She's also a fast food manager. Oh, well. (laughs) And that's Nimrod's in the News.